Comparison is a natural, innate ability for all humans to judge themselves compared to their tribe. But what if this innate concept is the pitfall for so many people's mental health struggles, issues within the current moment, and ultimately the inability to be happy with themselves? Welcome back to Mental Maps. As always, I hope this finds you well no matter what season of life that you're in. So why do we compare? We all do this. Do you catch yourself doing it? I know I do in many things, in media, in work, in social circumstances. The concept of comparison is something that was once just seen as this somewhat animalistic behavior but has found itself at the forefront of so many of the challenges I believe we experience, not only in Western society, but in many other societies that are more advanced. And we'll kind of talk about that in a minute. So as we jump into today, I think the first thing is to understand what is comparison. So there's a lot of definitions of what comparison is, especially in the construct of social behavior. But I see comparison as where we place value on someone or something in relation to ourself. So we look outside of ourself to something that is in our external world and then we place value on it based on ourself. So we then practically judge ourselves on this external thing, whether it be um, cars or houses or looks or people or you know success, money, whatever, it's, it's all comparison. And that comparison is us placing a value on something, whether it be greater or lesser than ourselves, and then we judge ourselves based on that. Whether it's in the construct of our own social tribe, whether it's in the construct of people in our own demographic or our age range, there's so many different ways that we try to judge ourselves. And I think these comparisons have long been something that has been very helpful to us. Um, from an animalistic perspective, we're not the only mammals that will compare ourselves. There's great research that shows chimpanzees and other monkey-type um, animals all will have these somewhat innate ability to judge themselves on, in that. You'll see this happen in a lot if you like watch a lot of Discovery Channel or a lot of like animal documentaries where you'll see like lions and other animals in the wild that will like you know size the other one up kind of compare themselves a little bit maybe yell louder if they're trying to get a mate that kind of thing and you really see the comparison in mating i think more than anything from an animalistic perspective and ultimately i think you also see it in in our own world too as humans where you want to see comparison at its highest level think about trying to find a partner um, at a bar or something like that so how did we get to this place um, like, how did this become something that we to talk about? This not just like an experience. So, in in the 1950s, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Festinger, and he create he hypothesized and created the social comparison theory. And he really believes that in in the social comparison theory, that we compare ourselves to judge how well we are doing in our tribe, in our society, and whatever that looks like. We will compare ourselves to the people that are around us to judge how well we're doing within our tribe, practically placing value on ourselves for the, our own behaviors or the only things that we acquired or whatever that looks like. And so Festinger identifies really two types of comparison, and we're really going to dive into these two types because I think these are where comparison can be helpful 
but also can where comparison can be hurtful. So the first type of comparison is what's called upward comparison, where you're looking upward. You know that quote that they're better than us. This is the, the person that you're looking up to, whether it's the person that's higher in your in your job, or maybe it's a, you know your kid and it's an athlete, or it's someone that you read their books and you want to be like them. This is someone you believe that is already better than you, whether they've achieved something that you're trying to achieve, whether they have um, gotten to a place in their career that has allowed them to look kind of backwards rather than forwards, whatever that looks like, you're looking to them. And there's a lot of positives with this, right? Like it creates a lot of motivation. It can set you goals. It creates these aspirations for you as a human. You know, without seeing people be very successful, sometimes it's hard to get that fire and that drive, especially, you know, in certain times where motivation is low. I mean, how many of us may, may go to the gym and look at someone who has a physique or is able to do something athletically that we want to do and we try to seek that out? Or maybe we're at our job and, and we see someone who's kind of reached the pinnacle of their career and we're seeking that. Or, or maybe it's these, you know, these self-help things that we're reading, whether it be, you know, guys like David Goggins or Jocko Wilnick or, you know, some of the people who have kind of reached this level of, of leadership or mental understanding, mental awareness is something that we long for. This is that upward comparison that they have achieved something that we don't have and we long for that. And that has a benefit. It allows us to move forward and it gives us many times a road to go forward in some form or fashion. But there's also a lot of negative with up, upward comparison. If we're constantly looking upward, if we're constantly looking ahead to the people that have achieved us, we can find ourselves feeling very shamed, a lot of guilt. You, know, you may feel apathetic about your own life. You may devalue your own successes because this person is quote-unquote better than you or higher level than you are. I think the the most the perfect example of this. I had someone tell me this quote the other day. It was that if if you want whatever experience you're having ruined, open up your open up Instagram, because I guarantee you there is someone having on that social media a picture that appears that they're having a better day than you are, and that upward comparison that drive will completely devalue your own experience. Your own vacation, your own dinner, your own night out with your spouse, your own time at the beach, or your time at the whatever it is, whatever you're doing, you want your day ruined, go look at somebody else's stuff. Because you are going to have that desire to compare yourself to them. And ultimately it's going to appear that their day's better than your day actually is. Which many times isn't true. And ultimately your day's been very great. But you, you find yourself comparing, which leads to a lot of shame and guilt. So this upward comparison that allows us to be motivated and allows us to create goals can turn on us a lot and begin to create these low self-esteem kind of thoughts of that, why can't I be in this place? Why am I not good enough? Uh, why am I behind? I, I hear that from so many people you know, in their 20s and 30s of why am I behind right now? Because there's like some dude on Instagram making a million dollars on YouTube and so they feel that they're behind. Or there's someone that's already got their career locked down and they're just killing it. They're, they feel like they're behind. And for many people, they're not behind, but based on the blinders that they have and how they're comparing themselves and their tribe, they feel behind. So that, that's upward comparison. And we'll come back to that in a minute. The second one is what's called downward comparison. And Festinger says that downward comparison is you look at something or someone that is worse off than you are. And so this is maybe, you know, when you're driving down the road and let's say you have a car and you have a home and you have these basic resources that we have in Western culture, but you see a person who's not, who's homeless, you know, looking at them and, and you have 
they are in a, a much more challenging place than you are as a human. Or maybe you just you look at someone who's kind of in the trenches of their job where you used to be maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, and now you're at a higher level. And you look back and be like, man, I, I remember those times. And the positive of, of looking downward can be a lot of gratitude. You feel very accomplished that you, that you have these things. You can kind of build up your own self-esteem because based on the self-esteem concept of a token economy, you've achieved more than they have. And so you can feel kind of built up from that. And so looking downward can have a positive benefit of really building the esteem and allowing you to to feel very accomplished in your own place. I mean, how easy it is to, you know, just as Instagram will be that that upward, you can look downward and you can see like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody's kind of going to work today, had a tough day on their, their social media post while you're sitting on a vacation somewhere. So there's there's a an up and down with that. But there's also a negative with downward. What I, what I see a lot of times in this negative concept, and what you know, Festinger kind of highlights is that in these negative downward concepts, you find this like narcissism and this grandiosity that you are better off than these people are, and that makes you quote unquote better. You are placing value on another human, which ultimately we as humans don't really have the the right to do because we're all still the same humans. We all have the same. Uh, biology and so it's very unfair for us to place that value on people and so you when you're looking downward you'll find this like narcissism this grandiosity this i'm better than they are and so what you'll find is that you've kind of puffed yourself up to a place that isn't authentic and real and is ultimately devaluing that other person so despite the downward could be very positive for you and build your self-esteem the side effect could be that it becomes too high so you have the social comparison you're evaluating your own self within the concepts of your tribe to see how well you're doing. And so you look upward to what's the people above you. You look lower what's the people below you. And then you decide where you kind of fall in your own tribe. And the positives and the negatives with both of those concepts lead us into many of the challenges that we have today. And so I think one of the things that's important is that it, it, whether we're looking upward or downward, we know that comparison is really based more on how we perceive ourselves in this world rather than the reward itself. There was a really great study that was conducted um, in 2014 by Kidia and his colleagues. And what they found in this really cool study is they were looking at the reward system and the concept of comparison. And they found that there's really two concepts in the brain, the ventral striatum, and the anterior cingulate cortex uh, that really play a, a big role in, in not only reward, but in the perception of reward and creating meaning and that kind of thing. And we're not going to go into the, the weeds of the neuroscience. What I thought was really interesting in this is that in, in the study that they done, they found that people would have elevations in their dopamine based on being better, not the reward. So, for example, they, they would compare someone who received $10 and $20 and the person who received $20 compared to the person who received $10 would have an elevation in dopamine. But if that person achieved $30, it wouldn't really matter in that way. They still had the same elevation in dopamine. They cared more about being better than that other person rather than the reward that they received. They also found that people will find themselves having an increase in dopamine when they read certain scenarios of maybe 
the protagonist in the scenario being very good and then having something downfall for them. It didn't matter what happened to them, but it was just that they fell in some way. And so as they compared themselves to this person, this person was better than they are as they fell, increasing dopamine because they had this experience. And so what this research found, probably the, the biggest conclusion that I took away from it, and I think is applicable to what we're talking about today, is that the reward doesn't matter as much as how we perceive ourselves in the world of, of the social thing that we're looking at. And so knowing that I think is really important because it doesn't matter how much we achieve as long as our own judgment about ourselves is ultimately higher than the people that are around you or uh, at the same par of the people that are around you. That's why you could, you know, that old saying of a, a big fish in a small pond rather than a small fish in a big pond. And so what is your tribe doing that's influencing this? And I think this is where, this concept is where marketing and where we have found ourselves in Western culture kind of trapped by our own innate processes to compare. Think about this. We've talked about this on the show before. Have you ever watched a commercial where some where it didn't end with someone smiling? There is clearly this innate desire for us to compare. We, there's research to show this, that we will compare ourselves with commercials, with advertisements, whether it be the people in it, whether it be the models in it, we'll kind of size ourselves up to it. Hence one of the reasons, you know, within the, the whole push of body positivity that they're trying to create more different bodies in these advertisements primarily because they need people of all shapes and sizes to relate to the people in those ads because if you don't you're going to judge yourself in a negative way if i find myself not being able to meet the standard of that person in that advertisement and i don't believe that that product that they're showing is going to make me get there then i'm not going to buy it but then if i show someone okay yes me wearing these clothes still makes me look good and I'm the same size as you are, I'm going to be okay with it and I'm going to lean into that rather than saying I'm not going to do that anymore because I can't wear their stuff. And, I, and you're seeing this across so many domains in our culture. And to a point, that it, it can be helpful at times, right? Like you, we don't want people to have a lot of shame about themselves, but then there's also some validation in body dysmorphia. There's That's a lot and that's not for this podcast. But there are pitfalls in this marketing that has led us to be really unhappy in a, as a society as a whole. As we went back to our Instagram concept before, you know, how many times you open up your Instagram, especially if you like to travel, and there's always all these people who are traveling. And so while you're sitting in your cubicle at work, or you're sitting on the couch at home, or you're stuck in traffic and you're scrolling through this stuff, you find yourself like longing and desiring to be like this person who's adventuring through like Greece or Bali or whatever and so even though even if you've had a great day even if you just killed it at work and you had such a successful day your day did not meet the standard of this other person and so then as you compare yourself to that person now we have the shame and the guilt and so then that's where you know many companies will have a product quote unquote that will allow you to achieve your happiness through whatever they're showing you next time you watch a commercial or next time you find yourself scrolling on social media, check yourself with, am I putting myself in this place right now? Am I putting myself in this ad? Do I see myself driving this car or living in this home or having this piece of clothing or this jewelry 
or you know being at the you know this restaurant do I see myself in it and how does it make me feel because that awareness alone can change the impact on your day because if you can just solely understand that you are finding yourself caught in this you know ultimately this propaganda with it comes from advertising of the social comparison theory you can keep yourself from having that low self-esteem of the day that you didn't go to that restaurant or you didn't buy that product or maybe you, you know you're not in a place where you can afford that product you're not in a place where you can afford that trip so the social comparison theory is primarily seen in all of us but when used in a negative way primarily by companies and other things we find ourselves very unfulfilled and feeling this low self-esteem, this shame, and this guilt, no matter how we look at it. It can aspire us, like we said before, but ultimately many of us don't see that because a lot of the goals that are out there are unobtainable in the short term. Maybe in the long term, but in the short term. I can't leave my office right now and go spend a month traveling through someplace in Europe. I got bills to pay, I got all these things. But if I'm comparing myself to the person who is doing that, I may find myself having shame and guilt. I think another really important concept when we're talking about the pitfalls of the social comparison theory and just comparison in general is that it also keeps us from being in the present moment. It takes away all of the experiences that we have in life and we spend so many so much time thinking about the future. We've talked about this in other episodes where if you can't be happy in that present moment, you can't be happy anywhere. And I think there's more research showing this that you can be on these journeys to achieve this better than us, this upward comparison and achieve these things, but still feel very unfulfilled because you didn't do it in the way that was life-giving to you. So there are pitfalls in this social comparison. And we're all doing it all day long. The world around us is kind of hijacking this innate ability of us that we have. And so then the question would be is, how do you keep from doing it? How do you find yourself not chained to the constant valuation of other people in regards to your own self? And I think there's a couple core concepts in it. I think the first one is awareness. As we said before, are you aware that you are comparing yourself to someone else? Many of us live very passively in life sometimes. And so you know we're just comparing and feeling bad about ourselves and we don't know why. So why am I comparing myself? And am I comparing myself in a way that's not helpful to me? Do I see it? Do I see myself doing this? The second is, am I using this as a motivator? Or am I using this as a way to break myself down? Because... This upward comparison, which is where a lot of us spend our time, is going to either motivate us to be better in some form or fashion, to achieve something, to pursue something, or it's going to make us feel bad about ourselves. So you got to first be the aware, am I comparing myself? Two, am I doing it from an upward perspective or a downward perspective? And is this motivating me in some way, or is this breaking me down in some way? And so you may think, well, I don't know. I don't know if, like, what's the difference between it. Motivation should give you a fire. There should be a drive for you. Like, I want to achieve this. Not from the think of that they have it, but I want to achieve this because this is something I desire that burns inside of me. 
Whereas the downfall or the pitfalls of it would be this, I'm never going to get to that place, or these people are better than I am, or I'm behind, or I'm not good enough, or I'm, you know, I'm a terrible human, or I'm a bad husband, or I'm a bad father, I'm a bad mother, I'm a bad girlfriend, whatever. Like you're finding yourself placing value on yourself and breaking yourself down rather than placing value on yourself that this is possible for you to achieve and you can do it. Because that's that's the huge change in that whole scenario is that if I'm using it as a motivator, I'm putting enough value on myself that I can achieve it. Where if I am using it to break myself down, I'm putting the value of that I'm not good enough to achieve it. So two very different concepts in that. The second is, is this impacting my current moment? So if I'm comparing myself, I'm sitting on the beach and I see this person who looks a certain way, or if I'm you know, getting on social media after my day at work and I'm scrolling around, is this stealing my current moment? Because if it is, it's not very helpful to you. Even in, even in the context of upward comparison for a motivation, while you're at dinner with your significant other, you're out with friends, or you're spending time with your children, there shouldn't be a need to have to have this more motivation to do better. There should be being able to be in that moment. You need to be in that moment. So is this stealing your experience in that moment? Another way to, to kind of break yourself from this is being able to celebrate yourself, celebrate your accomplishments and achievements. And to be candid, this is something I've always struggled with. Even through all my, my trainings and different things, you just kind of keep grinding and keep rolling, whether that's Western wholesale culture, whether that's you know just you know my generation or generations around me, whatever that looks like. I think we all do this a lot where we won't celebrate our accomplishments. We may give ourselves a high five, but we keep rolling. And so what that does is it creates the opportunity that nothing we do as a human is good enough. And so then, therefore, we're always looking upward and always seeking that. And so what what we'll find is you'll be very unfulfilled no matter what you do. There, there's great books out there that does, discuss this. Uh, Trip Lanier, who's a, a, a men's men's coach and does a lot of business coaching and different kind of leadership things, he writes a book called "This Book Will Make You Dangerous," and and he spends a lot of time working with people who have achieved the the pinnacle of their careers, but still feel so unfulfilled. And a lot of that is because one, they either didn't celebrate themselves, or two, they were chasing things that weren't fulfilling to them. So one, celebrate yourselves, but two, when you look upward. Is this actually something that's going to fulfill you? Will getting this brand new car fulfill you? Will upgrading your home fulfill you? Will getting that degree fulfill you? There's all these things that we have to weigh every day. Will looking that way fulfill you? So being able to evaluate that thing in itself will allow you to identify if this thing would even truly make you happy. So we have the awareness, we identify the meaning, what does this mean to us? We have this, you know, is this motivation or is this breaking you down? Is this stealing your moment or not? Is this am I able to celebrate myself? Do I have gratitude when I see this? You know, if I'm looking downward, am I being grateful? But also having gratitude at the day. We know that gratitude and anxiety cannot exist at the same time. Neurologically, it's impossible to find yourself anxious and, and grateful, primarily because they work on circuits that are counter to one another. So if I'm I'm grateful for something, I, I don't feel an absence of something. Whereas anxiety is ultimately a worry or an absence of something. 
So identifying your gratefulness, you know, those gratefulness journals, identifying five things you're grateful for. You know, if you're finding yourself getting into that doom scrolling on social media or you're finding yourself spiraling out in your thoughts in the gym or on the beach or in the car or whatever that looks like, just quickly naming five things you're grateful for at least will give you a small reprieve and give you time to kind of shift your brain back. And, and when the, la- the last one I think was probably the biggest one is just really monitor the use of social media and other electronic things in the concepts of comparison. Those worlds are so unreal. Those pictures, those experiences. I think a perfect example of this, I, I was when, when this happened, I, I thought to myself, I've got to put this on uh, the show in some form or fashion. And so when I was working on this episode, I was like, oh, this is where it sits. Um, recently, my wife and I were traveling Uh, through the Dominican Republic and we were just kind of doing different things and so we were on this uh, boat actually going out to to snorkel and kind of do an adventure and while we were there there were there was a group of people on the boat with us and so there were three girls that came on the boat and they were there and they were having a big time and so we get on this catamaran they immediately go to the front they're taking all their pictures they're doing all this stuff and within about 10 to 15 minutes of us being on this boat I look over they've already taken their pictures and all three of these girls are out they are asleep and they slept for like 98% of this entire adventure. Maybe woke up once or twice. And I thought to myself, like they're going to go home or they're posting it maybe right now on their social media. They're having this incredible, crazy time that they're just living it up, being on this boat, doing all this stuff, saying all these things when really they had a snapshot of doing something and the rest of their time they were asleep. And so you have to think to yourself, with what I'm looking on in social media, is this real or is this just a snapshot of someone else's life right now? Because there's no backstory, there's no afterwards, there's just that moment on there. So don't let yourself ruin your day because of the picture of someone that may have been sleeping the rest of the day while you were continuing to be active in your day. Or you continue to live into your day. I think that is how you can break this social comparison pitfall. This nasty cycle that we find ourselves in. Use it for good. Be good with it. But I do believe that we must find a way to break ourselves from it. Because if we don't, we're never going to be okay in the moment. We're never going to find ourselves fulfilled. And we're going to constantly be looking forward or looking backward rather than looking in the moment and finding that gratitude that exists in that moment. So check your thoughts. Check yourself when you start to compare. Find that awareness. Challenge where it's coming from. What does the meaning mean? And use these comparisons as a way to fulfill yourself and not beat yourself down.